Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. And I have a quick reminder, whether you're a longtime satellite sister or one of our many new listeners, our theme for this year is share the sisters. We would love for you to tell all your friends about satellite sisters and uh, the satellite sisterhood online. So that means you can review us on iTunes, give us a thumbs up on Stitcher, share us on Facebook in your own news feed, or spend time on our blog, SatelliteSisters.com. We would really appreciate it. Remember, we have hundreds of shows posted on iTunes, so if you haven't listened to them all, we don't know what you're waiting for. So the more the merrier when it comes to members of the Satellite Sisterhood. Thanks. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. It is Sunday, February 2nd. Uh, Some people call this uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, but here, <laughs> some people call it Groundhog Day too. Liz. That's true, and some people call it like Leon's son's birthday. So, yeah. we're the Satellite Sisters, Leon, you're here. Pasadena, happy birthday to your son, Colin. He is 16 today. Can you guys believe it's been 16 years? I mean, I know every parent says that, but Liz, you were at the birth. I was. Shockingly. I was present at the birth. He is the only child I have ever seen born, like live born. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I've never seen one born. I mean, I've been there for two, but I don't recall what it looked like. It's amazing. So. It is very emotional. <laughs> you know? And so I went out to get a, a birthday boy some bagels because that's what he enjoys. And then I had myself a bagel because I, I realized I'm the one that gave birth to him. I'm having a pumpernickel bagel. <laughs> I got, went right off my detox with a giant pumpernickel bagel and cream cheese to oh. celebrate. Oh, yeah, not to sound like Procter & Gamble, but congratulations, Mom. That's a, <laughs> Thank you very much. That's good. So, uh, Julie Dolan, you're here from Dallas, Texas. How's everything in the Big D? It's kind of a football city. I'm sure people are – there's probably chili cooking all over town right now. I've got, I've got some white bean chicken chili on the stove right now. It's going to be delicious, Liz. Okay, you're welcome to come on over. I've got, I've got quite a few good snacks. I'm making Leon's artichoke dip. Oh, good. Uh, I've got the chicken wings. I've got a little guacamole. Uh, it's it's going to be – and then some jalapeno bep- pepper filled with cream cheese and wrapped oh. in bacon that you grill. Ooh. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. I, How I many saw... people are you having? <laughs> uh, no, I'm taking all this food over to the, um, my, the little family, to my son and daughter-in-law. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, Monica Dolan, we haven't heard from you for a while. Welcome back to Satellite Sisters. What's going on with you? Thank you. Um, what time does the game start? <laughs> it's it's 3.30 Pacific time. Thing get going. <laughs> 3.30 Pacific time. Okay. okay. So, so you still have time to start your chili. <laughs> and, my, and my jalapeno poppers. <laughs> Did anyone happen to see Susan on our Facebook group 
posted a photo of a sandwich stadium. Did you see yes. that? I did. I, that was awesome. It was. It was so awesome. I like. You'd be afraid to eat that. It was so great. Um, Okay, and we have a super special guest coming on today's show. Later on, Professor Mary is joining us. Mary M. is a longtime satellite sister. Uh, she offered, when we were talking about our inability to, uh, to manage all the passwords in our lives, she teaches computer science or something like that, and she offered to have her students figure this out for us. So she's coming on later today with her report on what the student's recommendation is. She wanted to just email me the report. I'm like, no, Mary, I think we're going to need you to explain this to us. So just, <laughs> so what I, what I want to know is, are we all going to end up with the same password? <laughs> after Mary talks. <laughs> and, and will it be Snoopy? <laughs> it probably will for me. Cause I'm still clinging to the Snoopy password. Oh, I know, Monica. There was I was reading up on passwords this morning, and they they referred to the biggest danger out there is dangerously weak or reused passwords. Where that's me all over. You know, yep. I just have the same totally guessable password on almost everything. Anyway, so um, all right, well, let's dig in. Leon, you and I had a little business trip this week. We did. We went to San Francisco for the Stitcher Awards. Thank you so much to everybody who voted and got us there. Uh, we did lose. So what that'll happened? just what happened? How did that happen? Leon, I wouldn't have said that. I would have said we didn't win. Okay. I did not feel like a loser. But you're right. No. Technically, we were losers. We, we were losers. You know, here's the thing. It was really fun. I mean, Stitcher is kind of an interesting tech company. So if you're if you're listening to podcasts on the Stitcher app, you know that they've done a very fine job doing what they do. And so the awards were definitely, uh, I thought they were hip and uh, kind of happening. Didn't you, Liz? We yes. were invited, first of all, sisters, for food and drinks first as a nominee, an exclusive nominee cocktail party. Uh-huh. Wow. No. I had, had a, at a place called Tacolicious, and it was. It was. It, it was totally Tacolicious. Mm, I, I had a grapefruit margarita, fantastic, and some tacos before we went into the very cool place where they held the awards called the Chapel. So it was clearly an old church that was now used as a theater. So everything about it was kind of hip and cool. So that's good. And as Liz, <laughs> Liz said... We're going to look like everyone's mother. And that was true, too. <laughs> well, they, they, they didn't rub it in, though. They didn't know. What was the average age of the podcasters there? Uh, I, you know, you were in there, like, about 30. 30, yeah. yeah. I would say 30. And what was surprising was they did invite people. I guess if you had voted and they figured out you were in the San Francisco area, there were a lot of listeners there, just youngsters, hipsters, in black outfits at the chapel, so uh, to see the podcast awards, so that that was sort of a surprise. Yeah. So we were definitely uh, old enough to be their mothers, and <laughs> most of the people we met from Stitcher, like the app designers, the guys working on the Kindle app and the iOS app, <laughs> we were old enough to be their moms too. So, <laughs> but but as a result. They actually kind of liked us. Like yes. we, I know we always jokingly refer to ourselves as podcast pioneers, but when we told these people that we had been doing Satellite Sisters as a podcast since like 2006, 
They were shocked looking at us that we were such early adopters. So, you know, I think we got some cred. Even the guy designing the Android app said to us at the end of the night, he said, I'm going to figure it out so I can really feature you guys on my app. (laughs) Oh, please. I don't know how you do that, but thanks, whatever your name was. Thanks, youngster. (laughs) And then he asked you for a ride home. (laughs) Oh, here's a funny thing, Julie. As we were going over there, we, uh, uh, right before we left our dingy hotel room, we were watching the news, and we saw that Michelle Obama was in town. So the same night we were there, she was there for an event. So that's when we really started to speculate that perhaps she would be presenting us our award because oh. the First Lady's Desk has been such a highlight of Satellite Sisters for so many years. Think of the First Ladies you stuck up for. Many, many First Ladies. So there was, there was a kind of a, a ripple of enthusiasm we had when we thought maybe the uh, Michelle was coming by, but that did not turn out to be the case. (laughs) She was at some other event? She she was, yes. (laughs) Some event people with money. (laughs) She was not a Tacolicious. It's not there. But did you feel like you were with, like, young innovators, like, you know, like the early Facebook uh, people or something like that, that you were really on there on the cusp of technology and what was cool and hip. Yeah, yeah. We really did have fun. I mean, you know, we can blend in. You know, Liz can talk to anybody, and I can I can talk to almost anybody. No, and it was really fun to meet some of the other podcasters. We knew that Mignon Fogarty would be there, Grammar Girl. I had I'd been on a panel with her, so it was nice to see her again. She was a presenter. Uh, the the guys from the Dinner Party Download were there. I don't know if you listened to that podcast. But, uh, Rico Brendan, and Brendan. We had some Brendan very nice conversations with Rico and Brendan. And they were great presenters. They also lost. And then um, when we we came in, we we they were people had come from. There was a whole group from Arkansas that had come. Stories from the South. Uh, they were losers. Uh, there was another group from Orlando, Tom and Dan, who produce a comedy podcast, and they were really. Um, they knew they were going to lose, but they <laughs> took it like men. And um, so uh, they came from Orlando. They flew all the way out for the awards. They produced the comedy podcast, A Mediocre Time, with <laughs> Tom and Dan. And, and they so were for, those of you, for those of you that found the photo, the red carpet photo of us with two guys, that, yeah, that, was, Tom, that was Tom and Dan. Yeah. So, yes, that was Leon and I photographed arriving with Tom and Dan. We, yeah. were, we were in line together. And so when they announced, uh, you know, their name and their category, Liz and I really whooped it up. And then we appreciated when our category was announced that they whooped it up for us. So that was, we had sort of prearranged that. So we had our own built-in fan base there. And um, it was Can I say one more nice thing about Tom and Dan? They actually said in the moment uh, when we were at the event together and then in a follow-up tweet that, it was an honor to meet us. That <laughs> was nice. Podcast pioneers. Podcast pioneers. There were people, we were starting to get a vibe that a lot of the people in the room had actually heard of us. So we, on the one hand, we were losers. But on the other hand, there was some recognition that we'd been at this as long, longer than anyone else. Except for the CEO of Stitcher is a guy named Noah. And uh, he was very nice. We had a long conversation with him. 
By the way, Leon, I did some after action uh, research on Noah. His number of course one- she did, Liz. <laughs> of course she did. <laughs> His he number- was wearing uh, a Stitcher t-shirt and a Stitcher hoodie. <laughs> Well, his his number one love, and if you look at, like, who he follows on Twitter, it's all Formula One. He's like an auto racing fanatic. Oh. So I thought in our next meeting with Noah, you can, you know, you can bond over that. Okay. <laughs> yes, because Tom and Dan are Arsenal fans. Or uh, yeah. Thomas, yes. anyway. Or Dan. I don't have to recall which one. So... Oh, okay. Good so, who, who did win in our category? Oh, good question, Monica. <laughs> yeah, it was Dan Savage. As we predicted, okay. Savage Love Cast. He's now beaten us twice, both at the Podcast Awards and at the Stitcher Awards. Uh, both times, he was not available. And next time, if it happens a third time, we're going up and giving that speech. <laughs> <laughs> we were ready. I, you had a speech prepared, Lee. Totally. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, you know how mad Leon gets when people at the Golden Globes or the Oscars don't have something interesting to say. They don't take their moments. So we were prepared to take our moment. Um, and but- I think it was a generational gap because Liz and I, of course, said scribble down our notes on Post-its in the dingy hotel room. And all the other winners were reading their uh, acceptance speeches off their phones. <laughs> oh, <know>? of course. <laughs> so, okay. you know. Well, it gives us a whole nother year to practice. <laughs> Reading our acceptance speeches <laughs> off a phone. So he, that's something to work for. But, but, you know, Dan Savage did have a really big year. He was behind that It Gets Better campaign. And so I think he has a lot of visibility outside of the podcasting world, where yes. we're more like in our world. You know? <laughs> so, I admire so, Dan. You've got to get it in a different category yes. than Dan. That, might be, uh, that, that really should be our next move, I think. Julie, we brought that we up did. with Rachel and Kate at the nominees cocktail party because they seem to be in charge of this whole thing. So uh, we were making the point that health and lifestyle, when you look at the mix of things that ended up in our category, it clearly was not a category. <laughs> so <laughs> Rachel said she'd work on that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So all in all, it was really a fun event. We were happy, uh, happy to be nominated. Honestly, um, we had a good speech, but we're doing it next time. Don't worry. Don't worry. Where we thank the satellite sisterhood because you've been with us, you know, from public radio to ABC to, you know, in our closets and, uh, you got us there. So we wanted to, to take the time to acknowledge that. So we're going to give that speech someday. Yeah. <laughs> right, Liz? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, another guy, Ming Chen, was a really nice guy. He does a podcast about comic books. We had a long, interesting conversation with him. I think he was the one winner that we actually talked to, right? Didn't Ming win? I think he yes. did. Yes. I think was he, it a signed seating, or were all the losers in one side of the room and the winners <laughs> in the other? Or, or could open seating? It was a free-for-all. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, the nominees did have their, their own seats. I mean, it was cordoned off for nominees. There was a hodgepodge of chairs. And then everybody else was just standing in the back. Again, the, the people that had come to cheer for the podcasters that they loved. So um, so it was really fun. We, I actually, was, it was good. I'm glad we went. And San Francisco looked great um, this, for the short time that we were there. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Julie, we are not the only ones who work in our closets. It was clear as we were talking to people and even in some of their speeches that there's a lot of podcasting going on in the closets of America. Right. So, again, I don't think they realize we invented that, but... Um, <laughs> 
it was it was it was overall very fun. And then, maybe we could just try to get the lifetime achievement award. <laughs> yes. Oh just, yeah. So they get a founders award. Yes, that's what we've got to go for. Okay, the so podcast pioneers category. It's yeah. so obvious. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah, good one. Good call. Liz, suggest that uh, to all your people there. In our thank you note to Rachel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and actually, Grammar Girl, it was really fun to meet her. And the next morning, we had a little confab with Grammar Girl, just a private um, conversation. And she was really, really supportive of us and helpful to us about how to – there are a few things we need to know how to do better. And uh, so Grammar Girl is also a podcast pioneer. Yes. Uh, particularly in some areas where we have not excelled um, <laughs> in, the, in the monetization areas. And some technical tips she shared with us. So yeah. Yeah. we're going to work on all things. And we have a, we have quite a checklist, Liz and I now, uh, uh, now that we're, now that we're back, we've been expi- inspired by the Stitcher Awards. <laughs> yeah. Leanne was like, you said you, you do something to your show after you recorded, but before you post it. <laughs> What is that again? What is that thing that you do? <laughs> so whatever that was, we're going to start doing that, just to make it sound a little bit better. Uh, yeah, anyway, so uh, so that was really a lot of fun. So moving on to this week's news, I feel like we have to um, at least have a brief conversation about the Woody Allen news, uh, because that's been a major story in the news and in uh, on our Facebook group that his daughter who accused him of molesting her, adoptive daughter accused him of molesting her when uh, she was seven, has now come forward again um, many years later with the same accusations. And, you know, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but, like, normally the, if it was just, if it was accusations against a person and there are no facts that can be proven, I mean, it's a, it's a really hard thing to form your judgments about. But I have to admit, because Woody Allen married his daughter, I, I think we've, we've been clear at Satellite Sisters for a long time, like, he's obviously a man with no boundaries or who doesn't respect normal boundaries. And so I am much more likely to believe these allegations than I would be with someone that we didn't already know that about. So I don't know whether he did it or not, but I'm actually inclined because of his other behavior to think that it could very well be true. Liz, I'm with you. This is Julie. You know, Sheila, our sister Sheila, who's not here this week, weekend, has always, has been running a personal protest of one against Woody Allen because he married her daughter, right? That she doesn't, she doesn't go to Woody Allen movies, or maybe, maybe she's made one exception, but she just tries not to go to his movies. And, and she, because, because of that. So I have always been on Sheila's bandwagon that that was completely inappropriate to marry his adoptive daughter. And so I was not surprised or shocked by this headline. And and I'm I'm with you where normally you would reserve judgment. But in this case, I, you know, I I think the judgment is out there. And uh, this is, you know, it's terrible. Yeah, it's so creepy to think about. Where, oh, when awful, did this come thing. out? When did this come out again? Like, and where was it? It was provoked by the Golden the Globes, story. Leanne. It was the oh. Woody salute at the Golden Globes. It was that was weird. Yes, that was weird. It was weird. And but during that, Mia Farrow and their son Ronan Farrow tweeted something out about how awful it was to be honoring someone who had molested his daughter. 
And so that sort of raised all these issues again. And then it was just, I think it was like yesterday, she wrote, the, the daughter wrote an open letter in the New York Times about this. Okay. All right. I was, I've been out of it. I had a big speech yesterday. And, and then, of course, eating that bagel this morning has, um, so, and, uh, gluten, gluten. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm foggy brain from the gluten intake. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. How creepy. Yeah. Yeah, very creepy. Um, so there's plenty of dialogue about that on the Facebook group. If you have a strong point of view, please feel free to post it there. Um, moving on from that. Monica. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. I have a feel-good story for everyone. Okay. Um, I, you know, I rarely talk about work on the podcast. Uh, part of the reason is I'm always worried about patient confidentiality. And um, part of the reason is... Uh, most of my job is very boring. It's entering data into a big database and stuff like that. So, but I had a really super fun experience at work on Friday because I got to make a house call to a patient and his wife. Um, I won't reveal any names, but you know, we, I work in uh, stroke research. So we take care of patients that have had strokes and roll them into clinical trials. And then I usually follow the patients. They come back to see us in the clinic for a whole year. But um, this one patient in the study, he's in a skilled nursing facility, and it's about an hour and a half outside of Portland. It was really, really difficult for his wife to bring him back. So I went to him, and I made a house call. I went to the rehab facility, and it was just really, really wonderful. I spent an hour and a half with them. I saw him do physical therapy. I got a whole tour of the place. And it reminded me of, you know, the, the rehab place that mom and dad were at, both in, in California. Um, everyone wanted to show me around. And then, because at work, uh, we have a, a technology that we call telemedicine. Uh, I brought in a little iPad with me. And I was able to connect with our doctor in the office, back at the office. And we did the whole doctor's visit over this connection. I just held the iPad up in front of the patient and he did like a full exam, just <laughs> looking at the patient through the iPad and the patient could see him. So it was super cool. Um, it's not Skype. Uh, it's a little bit more sophisticated than Skype. It, you know, it's, it has to be secure. And um, so, of course, it's like an incredibly expensive uh, computer program that the hospital had to buy. But it was just amazing. Um, it was just that is really, so great. really fun. Yeah. It was like you, something. Yeah. When you think about how hard it was to get mom and dad each to their doctor's appointments. I know. And think about that. And, and his wife is just learning now how to help him sort of stand and get into the car and think about that with mom and dad, how hard that was for us. Right. Uh, so the fact that I could go there and, you know, I took his vital signs and the fact that he could have like a real doctor's appointment and they spent, you know, a half an hour talking to the doctor and the doctor examining him, uh, through the little iPad. It was just a very cool day. It was really, really fun for me. That's Monica, so great. Monica, this is Julie. I mean, from your pers medical perspective, do you feel like this exam was as thorough and as yes. good as 
had had he gone to the clinic um, in Portland that it was there was nothing lacking just even though it was remote nothing lacking it was great in fact I think the doctor spent it seemed like he spent a lot more time with us uh, because we had a good connection and he wasn't interrupted and we did it in the afternoon when he didn't have other patients to see. So, in, and it's just like as clear as day. You see the doctor's face and you hear his voice and it's just, it was really, really great, really interesting, um, fun to do. So I hope I get to do that again. You know, I did make that one house call to that trailer in rural Oregon. Yes, I remember you told us about there that. There was limited connectivity. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sure Sheila would welcome a house call anytime. Monica. I know she would. Sheila would probably like her own private network. Uh, yeah. She could just, like, feed in at any time. 24-hour uh, channel. I'll have on Sheila. <laughs> Sheila and her doctor. <laughs> that was fun. It was great. Um, and I think they just really appreciated you know, the convenience of it and the fact that, you know, I had all afternoon with them. You know, I stayed for a really long time and we talked about all kinds of things. Um, so it was just really fun. Came home from work feeling really good about Friday. Plus the fact I got to leave work early. <laughs> but it must be so much, Monica, it's satisfying for you to have that patient contact. Rather it than, is. Yeah. It is. I, I love seeing the patients that are enrolled in our studies. And, you know, they come back and I see them for a whole year. So I see almost all of them get better over the course of the year. It's, um, it's really, really the most satisfying part of my job. Really fun. Um, yeah. That's great. I know you had a couple of other things you wanted to talk about, so let's do that. And then we'll call Mary. Professor okay. Mary is standing by, and then Julie will come back to you after we talk to Mary, okay? Sounds okay. good. Oh, Producer okay. Liz, go for it. <laughs> well, Julie, well, Mary just rang it. in. Mary just rang in on the Skype. She sent me okay. the smiley face that she's standing by. Okay, so, thank you, know. you, Mary. <laughs> Should I go on with my Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, so I was reading this thing on a blog, and it was about a few cool kitchen innovations and this was from the consumer electronics show this year and i was thinking do we really need these apps so the first is a refrigerator that you can buy which is like totally wired into your house integrated with your other appliances but what you can do is the users they can scan the items to be placed in the refrigerator and then on the door of your refrigerator you have an inventory and you can keep track of expiration dates and I'm thinking do we really need that? No. I mean okay. I have so few items in my refrigerator can I just <laughs> open the door and look at the dates? <laughs> yeah. It also implies that you're going to kind of update things and, like, you know, keep things current. And what I have is a lot of completely empty milk uh, containers in there that the boys just leave in there. So, <laughs> so you so, probably could benefit from this. Leave. Yeah. If no one ever throws the empty containers out, how am I to know? Your inventory is going to get totally off. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. The, the, second, the second item, which I just find completely unnecessary, is... This um, new smart grill. So it's, it has an app and it also has voice recognition. 
and it preheats your grill for you, and then it sends you a text message on your phone when it's time to turn the food over, like when it's time to turn the burger over. I mean... I love that. I'm in, Monica. Really? Can't you just stand by the grill? (laughs) No, no, no. I lift it over. No, because you're doing multi. You're you're like you. What if you're having a party or if you have someone over? You want to you want to be able to move around or get you know, and so you're not always by the grill. Uh, I I think that would be very good. Uh, I, I sometimes. Um, criticize my my wonderful husband that he he's not as attentive with his grilling as I would like. So if he I could send him a text, if he could receive a text rather than Julie, a yeah from me, I see this as as a real benefit. Okay, okay, there we go. And Monica, I would say you know I grill a lot, and when I put something on the grill again because I get easily distracted. I set a timer on my iPhone, so if I know I want five minutes on each side, I set the timer, and it beeps after five minutes, so it's essentially it's the, same the, thing. It's the same thing, and I, I find it useful. Otherwise, I've drifted off into some other task or, you know. So I, inventorying your, do you inventory your refrigerator? Yes. <laughs> you should, Liz. <laughs> I'm just saying. You might be must- <laughs> Okay, so we have a mixed reaction on that one. Okay, that's it. Those are the two apps that I think are totally unnecessary. Uh, And then you had more medical news. Okay, just another little quick hit on, you know, the Nurses Health Study. This is this long-term study where they're following, like, 99,000 nurses, and they follow them, been following them for years, and I very much regret I did not sign up for that study when they sent me the information packet, like, 15 years ago. So they get a lot of good news comes out of that. So they just published a paper saying that uh, women that do strength training or yoga for 60 minutes a week, that their risk of getting diabetes type 2 is greatly reduced, reduced by almost 15%. And wow, that's thinking, great. You know, and, Leon, and 60 minutes, that's nothing. It's one class. It's one that's, yoga class. That's what I was thinking. Or if even strength training, I read it and I thought, I could do that. I mean, I could do, <laughs> I could do, I could do 10 minutes a day. <laughs> times a week. That was why I was like, that is completely doable. And if you do 150 minutes, well, that's an hour and a half, you reduce your risk of diabetes to type 2 by 40%. Wow. That's huge. Wow, that is huge. That's huge. Wow. I'm just thinking, how can I break it into, I could do 10 minutes of weightlifting at my desk every day if I had <laughs> Once you finish reading the paper online? (laughs) (laughs) Right, Liz, right after I read the paper online. Liz, I need to stay up on the latest medical news. I know. (laughs) And that's what I'm doing. (laughs) Well, that's news we can use, Monica. That's very good news, and it's very encouraging, and it's motivating to keep us, you know, doing strength training and, uh, and flexibility training. Well, I like that yoga is included in that because that yes. I've had was having this conversation with someone this week that when you are lifting up your own body weight, sometimes that's a lot of weight. <laughs> <laughs> Depending upon you know what year I'm in, that could be a lot of weight. So it is, it is strength training. So go, I say go for some yoga, Monica. You might find that you really like it. Well, I tried it once. You know, it hurt my back, but maybe it's time. <laughs> 
<laughs> that would knock out the 60 minutes, right? It would. That's just one class. That's the incredible thing. So that's instead of worrying about 10 minutes every day at your desk, which sounds not relaxing or good at all, uh, you actually, you might actually find some other benefits. But whatever you need to do, Monica, make it happen. That's what I'm going to do, Liam. Okay. All right. Well, good report. You're right. If they, my doctor's always saying just break it down into smaller chunks. So uh, Two that, chunks. that Two is a good way to think chunks. about that. Okay, so um, further on the subject of trying to maintain our uh, aging bodies and brains, um, we, we uh, said on the show a few months ago that, well, I think I was the one that brought up the whole password issue, that I was just, there are so many passwords in our lives now, and it was just getting out of control. So I'm going to bring in Mary right now. Hang on. Let's see if this works, because Mary volunteered to figure this out for us. So, Mary, as soon as you can hear us, let's see, we're ringing. Uh, Mary? Hi, Liz. Hey! Oh, my God, that worked. And is, uh, are the other sisters still here, Julie, Monica? We yes. are. Hey, yes. yes. Still here. Hi, Mary. Hi, Liam. <laughs> okay, Mary, I was very impressed this morning when I saw your Facebook post that you had already been out, like, cooking your chili, doing your laundry, getting all ready. And, right. you ready. know... I'm sure normal people thought you were getting ready for the Super Bowl, but we knew you were getting ready for Satellite Sisters. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what, what task did you undertake on it? First of all, Mary, can you explain to people what you do? You teach computer science? Um, yes, yeah, so I teach computer science. I'm a college professor. I teach at Gloucester County College in Sewell, New Jersey, which is in South Jersey. And, and thank you, Leanne, for giving... Uh, Taking the task at the Super Bowl is in not in New York. It is it's, in New Jersey. It's in the great state of New Jersey, Mary. The great it's state in, of New Jersey. Um, so I teach computer graphics. I teach web design, print design, um, computer science, really any topics under that category. And um, my advanced level students, are. I do topics in computer science right now. Okay. Wow. Web design. We might have to call you back on that. <laughs> I know. Can you help some old podcast pioneers? Sure. That's no problem. So, Mary, you're no, you've, you've been on Satellite Sisters before? I have. When you guys were back on the terrestrial radio show, uh-huh. um, when you first started a podcast, um, Leanne had said that um, it was just too confusing to understand how to download the podcast. So I called in and I said, it really isn't that hard. And I mean, I was doing it every day. Um, as I was driving to work, I would, I would listen to you. And what I would do is get up every morning and um, download the show to my phone and then listen to it in the car. And I actually went so far as to write up little instructions on the old website when you used to have a WordPress website. That's I remember right. that Sorry. now. Okay. Very we're good. When, when we receive an award at Stitchers, we're going to, we're going to dedicate it to you, Mary. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm, I know. Have you talked about the Stitcher Award yet or not? Yes. We, we just covered it at the top of the show. We were, and we were, we did not win, as you know, but we, there was some recognition that we'd been at this for a long time. So we had credibility in the room, Mary. Well, great. And I, I know I speak for all the listeners when I say that um, although you didn't win the Stitcher Award, you're winners in our book. Oh, oh thank you. You know, because for us longtime listeners, I know my uh, Monday morning commute is made a lot easier and a lot faster when uh, I'm listening to you guys. Um, sometimes I, I feel like I'm going to drive off the bridge because I'm, you know, <laughs> okay. well, don't so do that. Far, but. <laughs> Please don't do that, Mary. 
Okay, Mary, so you're here to, to fix our lives in another new way. So, you know, this, this is our problem, um, having trouble remembering too many passwords. All these password vaults exist out there. Pamela had recommended we try Dashlane. Sorry gave Dashlane two paws up, but we didn't want to do anything till we heard from Professor Mary and Professor Mary's students. So what okay. have you figured out for us? Well, first of all, this password problem, uh, sisters, is a common problem that we experience as computer users. Um, when computers first appeared on our desks at work and at home, we really didn't have the issue of password protection because it was really only getting onto the computer and doing some simple things. Uh, for the most of us, we played solitaire. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's but, true. <laughs> but this Internet thing has made it a little more complicated. Well, as we started to use online services and pay bills from home and join social media websites, the quantity of our passwords um, have really skyrocketed. A recent study showed that an average person has between 12 and 15 different passwords to manage on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, oh. This includes your password to log into your computer at home or at work, your email, your online accounts, and also your bill paying services. Mm -hmm. um, and it's often difficult to remember your passwords because we tend to use the same password over and over again or some simple variation. Yeah. Right. Right. That, That's why I'm surprised you said we have 12 different ones. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not revealing anything, Mary, but that seems like a high number. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's 12 different accounts that you have to, 12 to 15 oh. different accounts. Now, okay. the average person probably does use the same password, um, which is actually uh, leaves us vulnerable to attacks. Yeah. And just this past week, uh, Yahoo was the latest online service to announce that they were cyber hacked and that all the passwords were, were compromised. And so if any of our sisters out there are Yahoo users, I highly recommend that you go to your Yahoo account and change that password um, to something different. Um, and then uh, also maybe take some of the recommendations that I'm about to make. Okay. Okay. Go for it. Give us the list, Mary. Ooh. All right, well, first and foremost, please do not use the word password, <laughs> one, two, three, four, okay. as your password, okay? Okay. Um, this okay. Is the, this is the most common password that most people use, and when I talk about network security with my students, it's the first password we tell people to guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. not Snoopy, because we always, Sheila guessed when we had this conversation like eight years ago, Sheila assumed the world's most common password was Snoopy, but I'm sure it's in the top ten, Mary. Yeah, I probably, but believe it or not, password 1234 is the most common password when okay. people don't want to try to have a password. Um, so don't, the other thing, rules are don't use any combination of your name and simple numbers. Uh -huh. um, also, don't use any combination of your telephone number, your birthday, or your age. Okay. Okay, you just wiped out every single one of my passwords. I know, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. I'm done now. I can't log on anywhere anymore. Well, and the problem is, is it does, it is difficult to manage all your passwords, but you have to come in into with some better passwords. Okay. Now, in terms of password protection, most passwords are between six and 12 characters. Right. But most secure systems are making you now make your passwords eight characters um, along with a capital letter, a number, and a special character. Yep. I just want to point out to the users that the longer the password, the harder it is to hack. 
If you're using a six-character password, it can take an average um, tech-savvy person about two hours to hack your password. Oh, God. But if, we, if you use supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, <laughs> per se, per se, Mary, that, well, that would be a good one, right? Uh, actually, no, because it doesn't have any special characters or any capitals. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Julie. Pay attention. Professor Ooh. Mary is trying to teach us something. Uh, yeah, but, you know, obviously it's less hackable. It's also less memorable, Mary, right? <laughs> That's the problem. That's true. So what we're, we're recommending is using a combination of letters and numbers and special characters in some type of pattern. Um, so I'll give you some examples. So. Okay. A bad password would be Apple one two three four, um, or one two three four Apple. That's a poor password. Yeah. A better password would be um, Apple spelled A P and then the number one two and then P L E thirty thirty four. So yeah. your oh, interface characters. Now, one of the things that that most companies are now recommending that you do is you add a capital letter or a special character. So maybe you do a capital A, P, the dollar sign, and then one, two, P-L-E-34. That's a stronger pass password because it's got the capital and it's got the special character in it. Uh-huh. I and just wrote that down. Okay. And then if we do that, <laughs> <laughs> that's Monica's new password. There you go. <laughs> it's going to be mine, too. So it's super count. Is it okay if we all have the same password for everything, Mary? It is not. It is not. Okay. So the other thing is when you're trying to remember the special characters and the numbers, um, one hint that we would give you is if you're using the number four, then use the dollar sign because that's on the keyboard at the same location or the number two and the at symbol or the number three and the pound sign. Okay. Oh, that's pretty good. That's a good tip. Okay. That way you're, you're, if you can remember the number, you should be able to remember the, the symbol. Okay. So I would guess that you're recommending against sticky notes on my laptop screen that have these things written on them. They're, that's Absolutely not safe either. Not. Absolutely not. <laughs> but, but Professor Mary, now is there any place that you would write down all your passwords on a piece of paper? And do you recommend ever doing that or storing it somewhere? Well, that's the other uh, issue is not once we get a password is tr- trying to remember them. Uh-huh. Now, I will... Be honest with you, I have a little address book that I have, and it's in my little lockbox here at the house with all my passwords in it. So if I'm going to pay a you know a credit card bill and I haven't paid that in a long time and I forgot my password, I will go and in, into my safe and p- pull that out and find out what the password is. So yes, okay. you can get a little address book, but make sure that it's you know not sitting out um, for people to see. People who are coming in and out of your house, like your, the cleaning people or the dog sitter or whoever it might be, to actually look at your passwords. Okay. And now, these, and these password vaults, like, like people recommended Dashlane, um, it seems like magic. It seems like you just sign up for that, and then it makes it easier. What, what's your take on those services? Those services are very good that because they use what we call military-grade encryption. Oh. And milita- military-grade encryption is a um, 256 character encryption so they take your basic password of eight to 12 characters and they mix it with 256 other characters making it almost impossible to hack Mm -hmm. so they are very good 
um, so that you can, you know, use those sites. And what it does is it globally stores your passwords and then um, will, as soon as you get onto a, a service like Facebook or Twitter, it enters your password for you. Okay. Mm. That seems like that's an alternative to having the little address book, right? Yes. Okay. The other thing that there is is there's a, um, you know, there's an app for everything for your phone. So there are cell phone and tablet apps that let you track your passwords um, and all your user information on your cell phone. So a couple of these are called, um, there's one called Keeper, there's one called Password Manager, there's one called ePassword, and they're available both on the free side, but there's also the purchase side. And the purchase side, again, the, the advantage of using the purchase app as opposed to using the free app would be the purchase app uses the military-grade encryption of the 256-character bit encryption. Okay. All right, Mary, I feel like you have a lot of information to share with us. So here's what I'm going to ask you, because everything you've said so far is great. If you send me an email, we will post this on the Satellite Sisters blog. Oh, that's okay? a good idea, Liz. We'll put, and we can put any links you want us to put in, because this is, we want people to remember this and to use your good advice. So if you send it to sisters at satellitesisters.com, your complete report and what you think would be a short version that you want us to post. We will do that, and then we'll post a link to that on the Facebook group. How's that? That would be great. I'll do that. This is excellent that you have done all this legwork for us, Mary. <laughs> and so now you can go back to enjoying Super Bowl Sunday. I assume you're watching well, the game. I'm going to – actually, I'm going to – I'm very excited about watching the Puppy Bowl first. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, Mary. This is Julie. I can't wait. I just think that's the, the silliest thing, but I just love that. And then we are having some friends over later to, to watch the game. So That is great. All right. Well, thank you, Mary. It has been great talking to you again. Thank goodness you're out there. We're gonna, right, thanks, sisters. The next call is going to be on web design. <laughs> okay. So now to make this work, you just have to hang up on your end, and our, our recording continues. Okay, Mary? All right. Great. Thank you. Okay. Th thank Bye -bye. you so much. Bye, Mary. Okay. Bye. All right, that is great. That I don't know that I have time to finish this podcast, Liz, because I have to go change all my passwords <laughs> after listening to Mary. I have no military-grade encryption going on. <laughs> I can't believe that, Julie. I would think in your house, your whole system would be military-grade. <laughs> you know, it's a good, I have to say, I've been using the characters and stuff. Uh, I enjoy it. I, I like to... I like to use the different characters, not the numbers. I think it makes passwords fun. <laughs> it's just, just no. some some passwords require that and others don't. So right. then you can't remember which ones you put the symbol in. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, Julie, Mary set us up for puppy news, which was, uh, that's part of your, you, you wanted to cover um, like puppy a number puppy. of things. Yeah, right. Because a pup, big puppy news this week, uh, two fronts, first of all. Um, some of you are going to be watching the Super Bowl. I'm going over uh, to watch the Puppy Bowl with my grandchildren. They are less interested in the Broncos and the Seahawks, more interested in puppies and kittens. And so uh, I wasn't really sure what time the Puppy Bowl got started, so I just turned on Animal Planet this, year, uh, this morning as I was making my uh, chicken chili. And, uh, of course, you all probably know this, but that show, Too Cute, have you ever seen this show? 
I've never okay. seen it. I, I believe it should win the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> Julie, Julie, I use I I sometimes go to Too Cute uh, after I've had a really hard week, and it's like a sedative. It, <laughs> it just it calms you down. It, it cheers you up. I I get hooked on that show. It's it's wonderful. Liz, I know you haven't watched it, but it is a remarkable coming-of-age story of three <laughs> adorable litters of mostly puppies, uh, puppies Liz. Oh, morning. I can't believe I, I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this morning they had just the cutest little, they had Great Dane puppies oh. on, and then they had some... Uh, little German Shepherd puppies, and then they had so. I, I mean, Liz, it's adorable, and they they they, oh, they tell this tale of the first ten weeks of their lives, and it's just and it's narrated by um, Harry Strozer, who has this just remarkably deep, rich voice, and you know he just. They even have a warning at the beginning of the show, Liz, that, you know, warning you that this subject material is too cute and you may just suffer from, from it. <laughs> you are. So anyways, I, it's just as Monica said, it's the most relaxing thing I have watched yes. in a long time. They do have cat episodes as well. Uh, uh, I, you know, sort of kitten cottontail was the name of one episode, but I, I the cats, well, you know, you know, our opinion about cats and, uh, <laughs> ask you. and I, and I want to thank Dana who posted our Facebook page, sort of the worst combination of all things, cat kittens and kale. There was a big story about that. Just, <laughs> that is really hard to believe that the kale thing has gone that far. Yes, Kittens and Kale. It's on our Facebook page. But anyway, so that's getting ready for a, the Puppy Bowl. Now, Leon, I know you watch that every year, don't you? You enjoy Yeah, we it. usually tune in. Yeah, I mean, you know, I like puppies. <laughs> but I have oh, never I, seen I love the cute. Puppy Bowl. You I, have I, to watch Too Cute. Okay, really, I am going to nominate it for no... I mean, because if... I believe if people around the world watched more of this show... There just would be more personal happiness in the world, don't you think? Monica, you agree yes. with Yes. Absolutely. It's one of my favorite. But the thing I love best about the Puppy Bowl uh, is the referee and the comments by the referee. <laughs> well, this, this year on the Puppy Bowl, they I'm are I'm excited to, to see the Kitten Bowl. Yeah, they have that keyboard cat who is going to be performing at halftime. It's sort of Bruno Mars cat. Okay, I think that's wrong, but... But, uh, but we'll, I'll be watching that. And, of course, next week, uh, we will all eyes will be on Westminster. You know, the big dog show starts next week. It's uh, It seems like the Super Bowl is late or something. But, you know, that's this is the 138th annual Westminster dog show in New York. But for the first time ever, Liz, this is really breaking news, uh-huh. they are going to have mutts at Westminster. Yes, Excellent. How are they, so it's, there's just a mutt category? Well, this is the no. They're going to be doing agility trials, is what oh. because they obviously can't be in the beauty competition, Liz, because they're mutts. You know, they, <laughs> you know. And this has been this has been a slightly con, this has been a controversial is, issue because you know, um, the Westminster Dog Show is run by the American Kennel Club, and that is you know for many people believe that this is the organization that sets the standards for dogs. You know, what is the what the breed is supposed to look like in terms of height, weight, their head, their tails, their ears. And, um, but there's been a lot of pressure, you know, with all these designer dogs coming out or, and people who have adopted dogs, you know, uh, mutts, that they felt like they wanted the same kind of 
opportunity to participate in the American Kennel Club. And so they've let in mutts into the club. I don't know how you feel about this, but that's what's happening. And, uh, and I think it will be very interesting to see. I am going to be rooting for sort of a hometown favorite coming out of Dallas, uh, a mutt named Jimmy, who looks very strong. And he's going to be in the uh, agility contest. So, uh, Okay, uh, Lee and, but but Lee it's mutts with skills. So I have a mutt, but he's got no skills. Yeah, I've, I'm not sure about the mixed breeds in the show. <laughs> because, because of I course, snob, Liam, but that's I think okay. there's a time and a place for that. I enjoy an agility challenge. I've seen those on Animal Planet. I like they're fun to watch. But I just think Westminster represents something else, and I don't I don't think they should really buckle under to like the Golden Doodle lobby. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I did see, that that are the cockapoos that have, like, yeah, where's this issue, Liam? So, uh, but that... Uh, Liam, I know how strongly you feel about, like, the, the majesty of a purebred German shepherd. Well, I just, and again, we never win Westminster because they have a higher purpose. It's police dogs, you know, so it's fine that we don't win against those stupid poodles. But I just, uh, again, I don't think we need to create a whole event just so German shepherds can win something because they have a higher purpose. And if you have an agility dog, that's fantastic. They should just go find their own agility thing. I like, I like what Westminster stands for. I think they've done a fine job. I just... Well, but see, now they've let them in, Leon. So what's next? Cats? Cats? (laughs) Yeah, I think that the only thing that Ferris could win is some sort of special prize on Too Cute. Because that's really, he's got the cute card going for him, but, you know, really nothing else. No no agility, (laughs) no standards of any kind, but just, uh, just adorable. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see how that goes. Uh... Julie, was there anything anything else you needed to cover? I think that's it, sisters. I mean, so I'm going to be busy. i I, I got to start eating pretty soon here. I've made quite a bit of food. I know. I guess we have to do any picks. Do people have any picks for the game today? Who's who's rooting for whom? Monica? Uh, Well, I'm I'm rooting for Seattle. Okay. Because I live close to Seattle. Representing the PAC Northwest, Liz? You know, I would represent the Pacific Northwest, too. It would be my natural instinct to root for Seattle. But I think the, the Manning story is so amazing. And he seems like such an overall good guy. And the little brother subplot, I just think you have to go with that. You have to, just on a pure story point of view, um, I don't really care about the Broncos, but I do care about Manning. Okay. You know, Liz, I would agree. I saw Archie Manning on uh, CBS this morning the other day, and it is an incredible story. And, I, you know, Peyton coming back, and they thought his career was dead, and now here he is. So I'm kind of all for that. Yeah, I'm going to root for the Broncos. Julie, are you in for the Broncos? Well, I'm in for the Broncos for multiple reasons. First of all, the Seahawks beat my beloved Saints. So yeah, they're out, you right. know, so I can't root for them. Secondly, my sister-in-law is the biggest Broncos fan ever. Okay, you, you just, you cannot call her on any Sunday when the Broncos are playing because she goes into such a tailspin about cheering for the game. So for her, I'm rooting for the Broncos. And finally, you know I'm very close to Eli Manning, even though Eli is not close to me. Because- <laughs> 
because my husband coached him in soccer and baseball when we lived in New Orleans. So we have this close connection to the Manning family that, yes. of course, um, uh, that, you know, it's, it's got to be the Broncos uh, and it's got to be Peyton Manning today. Okay. okay. All right. The um, Well, as we're sitting here, I mean, I don't want to end on a down note, but I just got a news alert uh, on my computer that Philip Seymour Hoffman was found dead this morning. Oh. Liz, I saw the same thing. Oh, How oh, sad is that? Isn't that sad? I mean, yeah. I know that PSH, as Sheila calls him, that oh. PSH was one of Sheila's favorite actors, and Monica, you too, right? You're a big PSH yes, fan. Yes, I love everything he does. Oh, I'm so sad. Yeah, that yeah. is really sad. Oh, very 46 years old. Oh, oh that is really terrible. Um, yeah, he was just amazing to watch in everything. <laughs> and you, um, so you hate to see that happen. Well, on the, you guys are doing a Tuesday show, right? So the, maybe we'll have a little more information about um, what happened there on your Tuesday show. By the way, can I compliment your new uh, Tuesday motto? Um, <laughs> for those of you who haven't heard the show that Leanne and Julie do on their own uh, during the week, I, you know, one of you shouted out this week that you you described this past Tuesday show as going deep on shallow things. Yeah. <laughs> That's we have quite a line of Tuesday, don't we, Leanne? Already, there's quite a bit of right. We, it's a full show. It's hard to it's hard to fit all those shallow things into one show. <laughs> No, it's a fun it's a fun show that we're doing on Tuesdays, isn't it, Joel? We enjoy. Yes, it. it is. So, and of course, tonight because the Super Bowl and Downton Abbey on at the same time, right. if the game gets slow. I'm going to be going back and forth. <laughs> you know that. Yes, your your Downton Abbey feature does seem to be appreciated by all the listeners. So, um, all right. Remember, we're we're at uh, Facebook. There's a Satellite Sisters group there. You can say whatever you want over there. You can uh, <laughs> you can follow but us. Don't forget to go to our website. We're gonna have uh, just keep going to our website. Yes, that's one thing Leon and I learned at the Stitcher Awards that you know we're doing very well on the podcast downloads, but people still care about how many people visit your website. So uh, we'll put Mary's. Password tips over there, and then we'll think of some other stuff to put there too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Leanne always does her Top Chef. Uh, uh, right. r- random thoughts on Top Chef. I was shocked by this week's tragedy. Results. A tra- yes, yes, a, a travesty, a travesty, <laughs> and a tragedy. Frankly, it was just, it was just not right. Though, no. Um, no. anyway, so it all comes down to this week in uh, in Top Chef. So. Um, and if, if you haven't been watching, you're going to want to tune in because previews show that um, Padma's in a bikini and a sarong. So, oh boy, no one's going to remember who wins or what they make because Padma's going to be in a bikini. So <laughs> that's why they moved the finale to Hawaii. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else going on this week, Julia? Anything else you want to mention? You got to get onto the puppy ball, right? Uh, puppy bowl, that's my main thing, Liz. Yep. And um, and I will be talking on Tuesday about my personal citrus festival I've been unholding. <laughs> okay. That is the ultimate teaser. There you <laughs> That's just irresistible to know, to know more about that. Uh, okay. We're the Satellite Sisters. Our email address is sisters at satellitesisters.com. Our website is satellitesisters.com. And uh, don't forget... Call your satellite sister. We turn so slow, I know it's hard to wait. But take your 
time, son. This yours to take. I'm gonna watch you rain. D.A. Ray, D.A. Ray, D.A. Oh, oh, Ray, D.A. These rocks, they hold heat. Pools of water cool your feet. As you walk, you believe every part of 